0: Hello. Those conversations you skip sleep for. Today I have a very special guest by the name of Dorette Chapman. She is a nurse, entrepreneur, and a poet. And tonight she's gonna be sharing with us one of her very special poems, dealing with, um, excuse me, dealing with relationships. Dirette, welcome and thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So, I understand that you have a book of poetry and um, you're going to be sharing with us one of your poems. Can you tell us what that is?
1: Yes. Um, The name of the poem is called The Narcissist and it actually addresses um, controlling relationships.
0: Wonderful. So, can you kind of expound on that a little bit before we get started? What, um, what made you write this poem? Was there anything that happened in your life? in um, relationships that you were in that made you write that? Or was it just from watching someone else going through, going through these same things? How did this poem come about?
1: Well, actually, uh, my own personal experience is that um, I was in a controlling relationship, but that's not actually what triggered this particular poem. Mm-hmm. Um, it did contribute to it. Um, the poem was was triggered by a conversation that I that I had with a friend and we were talking about controlling relationships and how um, sometimes women will stay in relationships with people that are controlling even though um, it's, it doesn't make them feel good mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not a relationship that 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 builds their self-esteem in fact um, sometimes it does the exact opposite
0: right well you know relationships have variables. And if you're in a relationship that's not uh, mutual as far as, you know, giving the love and giving the respect and setting healthy boundaries, you know, with that person, um, it can lead into other things that will put a strain on the relationship, put a strain on your your mental well-being. And hence, the relationship goes to pot, you know? Yeah. So we're going to get started. I want you just to, you know let go and just read this poem and let's get it going i want everybody to hear uh this wonderful poem that you have read
1: the narcissist so you think i'm crazy because i speak my mind i can't have opinions because i can't seem to find something to say that you agree with because you need subservience and someone to be with Man, please, I have big shoes to fill, and I cannot fill them if I let you kill the power and strength that I have inside. I will not excel if I let you preside over my actions and what I should do. I will not submit to a narcissist like you.
0: Mm. That, I love that poem. I love it because it speaks of someone who is controlling. Your opinion doesn't matter. You know, yeah, that really speaks a lot of bonds. Can you just kind of tell us what took you there and just kind of talk to us about it?
1: Um, Well, from my point of view as a woman, when I wrote this poem, that was my stance, my standpoint from a woman's point of view. But after I wrote it and I've read over it multiple times, I actually thought about how the person in a relationship that's controlling is not always the man. Of course, mm-hmm. that was the case for me, mm-hmm. but you have women also who can be very controlling in relationships. Yes. Yes. So you know, it, it kind of goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. um, I think that oftentimes, more often than not, when people speak of controlling relationships, mm-hmm. um, their thought processes is, is that the man is the one that's the one in control and right. he's trying to control the woman but like i said it actually goes the other way as well
0: that's true and usually from a woman's point of view when a woman is controlling for me i believe that she has a lot of jealousy a lot of insecurities and she wants to control him control his actions and even go to the The length of you know withholding sex from him, withholding affection to control this man. What do you think about that?
1: Um, I think that one of the key words that you said is insecurities. Mm -hmm. Um, there are multiple things that can that are not favorable in relationships, Mm -hmm. and I think one of the hugest. Problems are the insecurities that one has about themselves. Right. And it causes a particular reaction or a particular type of interaction with their mate. Mm-hmm. So, and, and insecurities come in all shapes and forms and fashions. So, yeah.
0: So, can you, I agree with you, so can you kind of elaborate on the narcissistic person in the relationship? What are some of the signs? um, to look for, you know, the behaviors in, in a situation like that?
1: Um, <laughs> one of the things that, in my own experience, um, that stands out to me is that a person has a concern for themselves primarily mm-hmm. and not others. Not mm-hmm. the other person who's in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest, um, one of the telltale signs. I mean, there there may be some other things, but that that one right there is huge, and it's it's apparent if you if you pay attention,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you will see it. Sometimes we don't want to acknowledge what we see. Sometimes we may not recognize it, but if if somebody is in a controlling relationship and they evaluate it and evaluate what's been going on, Mm -hmm. they will see the Mm self-centeredness of the person Mm -hmm. who is trying to be in control.
0: That's good. That's real good because, you know, some women out here and men um, can find themselves in relationships with this narcissistic person that is controlling them, belittling them because they have big egos. They feel like they are the king or the queen and you need to bow down to me. And if you're no longer serving that then they get angry and they'll move on to the next. So what would you say to someone right now that is in this situation and they feel like they're giving their all, they're pouring their heart into it, they're loving this person and being there for them but it's not good enough because a narcissistic person always finds fault in you you're not doing this right. They're nitpicking on everything that you do. You're not loving me enough, or you're not doing it good enough, or, you know, you're not looking up to me, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, What would you say to that person?
1: I would say to that person um, to cut your losses. Just let it go, right? Just let it go. <laughs> if if a person is in a relationship that does not make them happy, if there are things that are happening that does not make them happy, mm-hmm. um, and these are things that, well, first I would say address it. Try to address it. If you really care about this person and you feel like it's worth the fight, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely fight for your relationship and try to address the problem and see if, you know, if you can reach some type of resolution um if that fails then i feel like it's time for a person to consider moving on Mm -hmm. because being in a relationship should be something wonderful it should be something fun it should be something you're happy about and if that's not what's happening in the relationship Mm -hmm. i don't feel like a person should continue to subject themselves to that situation And one of the things, one of the conclusions that I have come to in my life is that just because you love someone does not mean that that is the person that you're meant to be with. It mm. That is not necessarily the person for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can love someone, genuinely love someone, and just not be a good couple with them. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, I think instinctively, you know, Particularly women, we want to keep our families together. Right. So we endure some things that um that are not emotionally healthy, um, healthy
0: for us. Right.
1: But at the end of the night, we have to be true to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it's almost kind of like a um like a survival of the fittest, mm-hmm. you know. You know, a person might want their family together, but if they're emotionally wrecked because of the relationship, is it really worth keeping your family together? But you are not emotionally available for your family. You know, those are things to think about. Everybody's answer to that question is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be based on your experience, based right. on your values, and and some other stuff. So you know, the answer is not going to be the same for everyone. But I'm I'm a firm believer in being true to oneself. You know, and I choose happiness over everything because I'm not if I'm not happy, all the other stuff that I have is not gonna feel the same. It's not gonna be as pleasurable.
0: Right. And I I like when you said when they're unemotionally available, that's pretty (sighs) huge because when someone is unemotional available for you, that means that they don't have any any love for you they don't have any time for you well spent time valuable time um, I think that's another situation that's just as worse as being in an abusive relationship because they are not there emotionally they give you what they want you to have and when
1: they want you to have and it. when yes
0: absolutely and if you no longer are serving their needs then they want to move on from you or you're not good enough anymore all of a sudden So what would you say to someone that is, you know, they come home from work and that person is not paying you any attention. They're not, they come and reach for a hug for their their loved one and they don't have time to hug you. They don't have time to caress you because they are not there emotionally for you. I think that is the worst thing that any person can go through in a relationship. So what would you say to someone that's starving for love and affection and their significant other isn't giving it to them. Is there steps that they can take or any uh, resolutions that they can do to bring that love in there? What, what do you say to someone like that?
1: Okay, first off, let me say, I don't have no credentials, but <laughs> again, you know, the, the solution to that is going to vary from person to person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like an individual needs to decide what is the most important thing to them. Mm -hmm. Some people will stay in a situation like that um, in order to keep their family together. And some people don't want to do that. I mean, I can't say what the correct answer is. Mm -hmm. I can't say what the correct um, action is. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that a person has to decide what is it the what is their biggest priority.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If I'm with somebody who is not emotionally available mm. and it puts me in a bad emotional state, mm-hmm. is that where I want to be? Is that where I'm willing to be? Sometimes you are willing to be in places that you don't want to be for various reasons. If you decide that you are willing to be there, even though you don't really want to be there, then that's your decision. And again, the first thing I would always recommend is some type of discussion needs to take place, you know, um, letting your mate know how you feel about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe they have stuff going on that um, is not addressed or not resolved, which causes them to be that way. Again, um, communication is so very important. Absolutely. Um it doesn't always fix the problem or resolve the problem mm-hmm. but I think the first step in trying to resolve a problem is to try to understand what is the cause of the problem. Right. And and actually admit that there's an actual problem because some people don't do that. Yeah. So in order to fix a problem you have to acknowledge that it exists because yeah. if you don't you're never going to put the effort forth to try to fix it right. because you don't see it as a problem. So to answer your question, the bottom line is a person has to decide exactly what it is that they want.
0: What they want out of the relationship. Out right. of the
1: relationship. Yeah. Um, are they willing to compromise? Mm. And what are you willing to compromise? Mm-hmm. You know,
0: that's huge.
1: So, you know, if if you're content with the situation, mm-hmm. then by all means, just, just roll with it. But if you're not, evaluate what exactly is it that you would like to happen? What right. is it that you really want? Um, that you have to decide. Either you stay. You have to or make you, a decision. Yeah. Either you choose to stay, which, you know, if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. that's all good. Or you choose to try to get the situation to change some way.
0: Right. And, you know, that brings me back to another thought. You know, when you put yourself in that situation, um of being with someone who is not emotionally available for you it makes you feel like you're in a desperate situation like i am begging for your love i'm begging for you to pay attention to me you know even when you know it's not good for you you know the relationship is crap you know the relationship is not fulfilling you you know what I'm saying, yes. but yet you stay there because you don't want to be lonely. You know, no one wants to be lonely. No one yes. wants to grow old, you know, by themselves. You know, and I think we were created to to have companionship, to be with someone. You know what I'm saying? To share your love and your your wealth with, or your, you know, your life with. I think that's something that every human being desires. But to be in a relationship with someone who's not giving you the love that you deserve and you're giving it to them with everything that you have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that uh, would make someone, at least make me feel like I'm just begging for your love. And I don't think anyone should beg for love. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have sure. to beg you for affection. Because I feel like if I have to do that, then why are you here? You should just leave. So I think in a situation like that, I think the person, if the person doesn't change, then just leave because you're going to be the one that's affected in the long run. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, you're going to be left um, holding the baggage and then you won't be able to go into another relationship because you're broken now. You need to take time out to heal. So what would you say to someone that maybe be in an abusive relationship? You know, maybe they're being beaten or they're being... Uh, verbally abused what would you say to that person because after all we're talking about relationships and there are variables in relationships so what would you say to someone who's being abused
1: my that's one of the situations one of the rare situations where I absolutely would not advise somebody to try to talk to Mm, this person mm -hmm. especially if they're physically abusing you Right. um that's in my opinion Is a get out of jail free card mm, walk. No explanation Needed or anything like that Because Again your safety and well being is, is is Paramount
0: Right. I have to agree with you on that I mean hands down If a man or a woman is raising their hands To you and striking you And bringing bodily harm To you No question get to safety get to safety immediately because so many people die by the hands of someone that they love you know what I'm saying yes so yes there there is no question to that um and so let's you know move on to you know we're still talking about relationships you know what would you say to someone that's you know haven't dated in years you know they might have been through a divorce They may have been through, you know, losing a spouse or just, you know, walking out of a relationship that wasn't serving them or that wasn't good for them. What would you say to someone like that that's just now getting back into the dating game? You know, what would you say to that person?
1: Tread lightly. Mm.
0: (laughs) Tread lightly.
1: (laughs) um, Well, the first step, the first step, in my opinion, is that a person has to decide what exactly they want. Mm-hmm. That is the very first step in any process, yes. really. What is your desired outcome? Right, right. Um, and and once that once that question is answered, mm-hmm. then a person can start making a game plan.
0: Okay. So what? Um their faith be taken into account, their finances, their credit, you know, what what would you take into account when seeking a mate or just getting back into the dating game? Are you just going to just date anybody, you know, just for the sake of dating? Or would you be selective in whom you're dating and being very strategic about who you're giving your time to because everybody's not worth your time. Everybody's not worth your time. You feel me? Um, so I think that's uh, something that every person, whether you're female or male getting back into the dating game, I, you know, what would you say to that person? Or what would you, what would you, what do you think about that?
1: Again, it goes back to what exactly do you want?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, do you want stability? Do you want a good time? Right. I mean, people want different things in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wow. It's getting real, huh? Oh, it's getting real. I have the so cup much is getting stuff. red. <laughs> I have so much stuff going through my mind right now. Yeah. Um, you have to be very selective. You have to know what you really want. Right. You have to know the ramifications of getting what you feel like you really want Mm -hmm. and not settling and not settling. Yeah. Um, And, and you take it from there, right. You know, is various um, ways you can meet people. You know, you could go on dating websites. Some people, you know, meet people through social media. Some people might just meet somebody at the library or grocery store. I mean, Some of the stuff is spontaneous but some of it is planned Mm -hmm. but wherever you connect with somebody you you have to know what you want absolutely you know you have to i think it's important to look for a mate that is going to be an asset to you and by asset i don't mean you can get stuff from them i mean somebody who you can be a team with Mm -hmm. and that you can work together with and um that's not gonna be a liability, basically. Come on, AKA not being in your pocket. Right. And not living off of your dime. Yes. And that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother red cup. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, you know, that that's very important. And I, I I'm speaking from my own experience. Mm-hmm. There are certain things I'm not going to be okay with in a in a potential mate.
0: You know what, that brings me to another one of your poems that really just is so vivid, is so... I mean, I think our audience need to hear this poem, The Settlement Man. You guys, get ready for this poem. I mean, get ready. That's all I'm gonna say about that as she prepares to read that. And now she didn't come prepared. I didn't I didn't ask her to read this, but as we were in discussion, I just, I feel like she needs to read that poem for you guys tonight, okay? And so, um, excuse me. And so, you know, because, you know, we're speaking about relationships. Like I said, there are variables in relationships. So we're hitting every corner from, you know, being with a narcissist, um, being in an abusive relationship um, and, being, and, and making wise decisions in dating. You know, because especially, you know, I'm speaking to those of you that are, you know, in your 40s and your 50s and you're just getting back into the dating scene. You know, you you spent years building your empire, you know, your retirement, your 457 or your 401k. You know, you're you're pretty settled in your life, you know, so you want to be able to match up. That person needs to be equal with you. You know, they need to come with their credit intact. They need to come with their finances intact. Amen. And they need to come with their mental wellness intact. You don't want nobody that's coming in there and they got emotional hangups and, you know, they're angry all the time or, you know, they, they loop your life. You, you want someone that's going to really bring um, something to the table. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to encourage you guys out there that if you're getting back into the dating scene, just make wise decisions. If you're, you know, on the website, you know, the different dating sites, you know, make wise decisions. And But at the end of the day, be true to your own self. Uh, so we're going to let her get going with this poem because this is going to just really bless you. It's going to enlighten you in some things. Let's get going.
1: Okay, so this particular poem um, is based on one of my experiences. I'm not going to elaborate. I'm just going to read it. It's called Mr. Settlement Man. Knock, knock. Who's calling? Who's at my door? Mr. Settlement Man, whom I abhor. All in my face trying to get another date. Last time we went out, we ate off one plate. And we rode on the bus because you had no car and you saving for one in an old mason jar? I tried to be understanding during the time that we spent until I found out about that settlement. You won't get a job to wait for those ends while you ride on the coattails of all of your friends. You say you can't work, but you look pretty strong. You do everything else like it ain't nothing wrong. I can't see you no more, Mr. Settlement Man. Go get you a job as fast as you can. You've been waiting six years on that settlement. Wow. You could have been stacking your own chips by now.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that gets two snaps and a circle. I love that poem because it speaks about being with someone that's waiting on a settlement and they don't have the feet together. Now, can you elaborate on that? Because that's big volumes, especially to the person that's getting back into the dating game. They want to avoid the settlement man, right? You know, waiting on a a check, waiting on a social security check, waiting on a government check, waiting on a a general relief check. You know, uh, (laughs) we don't want nobody waiting on a check. You want somebody out there, you know, in that grind. So tell me a little bit about this settlement, man.
1: I think I'm going to plead the fifth on that. Okay. This is actually based on a personal experience. Uh-huh. And and
0: and what is the name of your poem, your, your, your book? The name of my book uh-huh. is
1: Experience, uh-huh. Opinions, and Observations.
0: Okay, so it's just experiences, observations, and opinions. I love this book. I I really love this. You guys, you know, I want you guys to patronize uh, Dorette Chapman. She's an up and coming poet. You can find her on Instagram at God Made Me Great. And purchase this book. It is going to bless you, uplift you, and it's going to help you uh, curtail some of the pitfalls. Some of the situations that she has observed. Her life experiences by way of a pen. I think that's an excellent title of the book. Um, So yeah, I love it. I love it. It's really, it's kind of comical too. You know, (laughs) it made me want to laugh. I was holding back the laughter, but it's so real. It's so real. Some so many people will be desperate in desperate situations just for the sake of having someone. But they'll settle for the settlement, man. Now, I know we've all been there. You know, we all settle for someone that we just love. But they just was waiting on that check. That settlement check. That Social Security check. That general relief check. A check. But they have no grind. They have whack credit. And they stuff ain't together. Yeah, you got to avoid that settlement, man. And get your hands on this book. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for coming and sharing your poems today, sharing your wisdom today, and your insight. I really appreciate you. You're very welcome, so is there anything else that you would like for us to know about you or, you know, anything else that you have coming up that you want to make our listeners aware of? Um, in addition to my poetry book, which
1: will be released in a, about a month,
0: mm-hmm. three
1: or four weeks from now, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be having merchandise available.
0: Oh, Wonderful. And so where can they find that? Or-
1: right now, they can hit me up on instagram god made me great
0: okay um i'm in the
1: process of having a a e-commerce website built Okay. so that people can go straight to the website and okay, purchase merchandise wonderful,
0: wonderful wonderful and I need you guys to go and follow her because you will be blessed you will be inspired and you will be enlightened and you know what that's what we're all about and that's what she's all about you know bringing encouragement to people and bringing hope to their lives and just bringing observations like you can avoid a whole lot by observing and then for someone who has actually been through it and experienced that, why go and make